Welcome to Coffee, Beans, and Booze. I'm Jasmine. And I'm Shyla. And we're thriving in a small town. It's caffeinated Jasmine and drunk Shyla. It's time for Coffee and Booze. Clink. Hey, Shyla. How's it going today? Hey, I'm great. How are you? I'm pretty good. Living the uh, COVID wearing green life. I don't even know what that means anymore. How about you? <laughs> and surviving a heat wave. It's a whole thing. It yes. is a heat wave. It's been hot. I'm trying really hard to not complain about it because for so many months I wanted to be outside. So I'm trying. And you know, know. me. I'm not a sweater. So yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's a whole thing. Well, I just saw that uh, 20... 20 is uh, poised to be the hottest July on record for central Pennsylvania. Uh, 2019 was the hottest July, and then there was one in the 90s, one mm-hmm. in the 60s. So, yeah, we're uh, inching our way up there. I definitely uh, believe so, it. Yeah. I do, yeah, I do. we're going to be in the hundreds this week. So, and, oh, you know, for the, the humidity is 10,000%. So That's because that I'm help. scheduled to go to Hershey Park on Friday, uh, mask and all. And so, I bet oh. if it's going to be that disgusting, no. But I bet it is. What are you going to Hershey Park for? Well, I have free tickets and <laughs> I like to use them. And Rosemary is still home from New York City and she hasn't been to Hershey Park in about eight years. Um, so she originally had Friday scheduled to be off from work. So we were like, well, now that we don't have to do the other plans, let's just go ahead and do that. And so, yeah. yeah. And so I thought I would go. My understanding is, you know, you make a reservation. They're keeping numbers mm-hmm. low and, and everything. So I was like, OK, but now if it's going to be 100 degrees. Maybe I'll have to think about that. So I know. Well, yeah. it, the, in good news from mm-hmm. everything that I've been reading, it's been pretty chill. Like it hasn't been too bad with the number of people. That's going, what I hear. So maybe you'll have a good experience. That's what I'm hoping. So Ed, I know yeah. I can tell you one thing. We're going to try to be patient with it because that seems to be the motto right now. We got to be patient with yeah. it all. Right. Um, Indeed. It, the I've, extended grace model. Right. Because Just, yes. I don't know about you, but I felt like it was kind of crazy in the beginning of quarantine. But now um, seems even a little bit more cuckoo as I watch you drink your beer while we're doing this because you're like, for the love of all this, you need something to relax me, which I get. <laughs> so what's it like for you right now? <laughs> uh, I don't know. What I'm really finding to be the most challenging thing ab- above all of the like, polarization and all of this stuff and and like you know we try to be above that right mm-hmm. like you our and organizations I just don't have podcast. a place in it yeah we we just yeah, don't have a place in podcast, it mm-hmm. like we yeah. just like none of us wants to be like we'll talk about those things but those are like conversations that we like brass like there's a lot to that and if you've listened to our other podcast you know why right mm-hmm. like because we feel so much like we are speakers for our organizations or whatever but man outside of that the whole like living a digital life and living a like vir- like the visual virtual life can't speak virtual life and the like real life thing just like intermeshing right. is become such a bandwidth suck for me i i just can't well and there i think days, i miss things yeah. i just miss things well and I'm i think like, oh, i think shoot. you're right on to something there Shyla. i really do i think it's like the face-to-face and the remote online mm-hmm. we, we're not in either or right now and i think we no. both know we're not going to be in either or going into the fall either and so yep. you know i think it's very hard hard to meet all the expectations in real life you know, we could have done an entire podcast just based on meeting expectations and how we have to give grace over perfection and how we have these things. But then we had this this quarantine, crazy pandemic life where everything switched to digital and we had to not only learn the tools, but also the etiquette there and how to be efficient and revision in that. But now we're really mm-hmm. living a foot in both. Right. And school looks like it very well may yes. be the same. So how do we feel about teaching those skills to the youngins? Because that's what they're learning right now. Right. They're going to be learning how to have their foot in one, yeah. in, one in each world. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting. I, I'm noticing Noah, my eight year old, um, he is actually just like kids just in general are so resilient mm-hmm. and just being able to like pick up on it and understand like this is how it is um, even my four year old you know he doesn't want he doesn't love wearing a mask but we explain you know we wear this for other people we do this because mm-hmm. this is what's safe right now um, and he can tell that back to you right like right. just reinforcing some mm-hmm. of those things and, and just modeling good behavior and that kind of stuff and so yeah it's really fascinating how like Noah doesn't necessarily love doing Zoom because I think mm-hmm. he, he has a little bit of anxiety anxiety and some social like he just doesn't want to mess up and that's probably from like 
he had a speech impediment or delay before. Mm-hmm. Like, there's just a lot to that sure. for him. So he just doesn't want to say something dumb or sound dumb. Um, but he's, like, starting to learn that, like, this is just the way that it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so eventually, you know, with schooling, we were like, we, we don't have a choice. You don't have right. a choice in all of this. If you had a choice, we'd happily send you back. And uh, we just had a conversation about it the other day. And he, he was trying on masks and we were figuring out stuff. And I was like, you know, you have the choice of staying home or mm-hmm. you have the choice of going back but you have to wear a mask and he decided that seeing his friends and being in school trumped a, mm-hmm. um, wearing a mask for six hours a day a hundred percent so Noah has that in common with yeah. Aaron for sure you know Aaron definitely yeah. is like I want to go back to campus and I want to do and I will follow the rules and we will I, I heard him explaining it to someone else this morning and you know I always think that's um, both with my students and with my children it's I always feel like you, you learn what they've ingested uh, when they when you hear them parrot it back to someone else you know and he was talking about um, saying to someone you know we will all we will have roles we will have things we'll have to do and they will kind of suck but I would rather that than learning um, in the online environment not because it can't be done but I think because there is a different type of fatigue and exhaustion that comes there and mm-hmm. a different you know we are comfortable we've had so many years of learning how to study in a classroom and not nearly as many of learning how to study online and so it's just different and right. I think we're the same way but I hear you Shyla. I'm constantly concerned I'm going to miss something uh, between yeah. what is the, coming through in my digital life and my digital meetings versus what is happening in sort of semi face to face. Um, yeah. Especially yeah. as we're making such big decisions, right? Right. We're, yeah. yeah. We're making big decisions. And then on top of that, I have the kids because my husband returned to mm-hmm. work uh, on June 1st. He was working from home, which was really great. Uh, but he returned on June 1st. So I've had the kids. I've been kind right. of juggling that world too. So yeah, like, when, yeah, just bandwidth. When you talk about like, what what is your brain capable of mm-hmm. <laughs> maneuvering during the day? Um, invariably, I'm going to miss something. I'm going to fall short on something. I'm going to yeah. not have a thing done in the I feel the same way I I with limited yeah. bandwidth during a time when we're all trying to make such big decisions with our um, yeah. for our organizations and for the businesses that we work with um, because there is such revisioning going on right now, now, reconstitution information going on. Like, you know, so much process is going on. I'm like, this is not the time for limited bandwidth. This is not yeah. it. <laughs> and I just need yes. a nap. You know, <laughs> so. although I f- I'm I'm fairly confident that my children saved me from being a complete workaholic. Good. Like uh, my children went to my in-laws for the night a couple of weeks ago and my husband got home later than normal from work and was like, where, where would we be without children? I'm like, we'd both be workaholics. Like yeah. we'd both be at the office until 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. Like that's just how we would be. So I feel like in some ways I'm very lucky to have something that takes me oh, away yeah. from my work. Uh, but, we just had Mark's retirement yeah. party, a li- just a very small small celebration with just our closest pod friends, the uh, friends in our pod. And um, we asked him some questions about his career over the years. And when we said to him, what's the biggest thing that changed from when you started your career uh, to now? The very first thing he said was, I worked all the time. I worked well into the mm-hmm. evening. I worked all the time. He didn't have mm-hmm. a family then. Uh, technology required so much, you know, different type of hands on. Um, and it, it much, reminded much me of more- that much more finessing right yeah he said you know he said you yeah, literally yeah. were shaking wires and changing things around <laughs> you know, 35 years you ago remember oh like mm-hmm. the old nintendo systems if you blew into the game the right uh, yeah. way and put it back in you'd be able to get it to work absolutely yeah. all the things we used to, i know i was telling my kids the other day that my dad had a pickup truck with an eight track tape in it and they were like oh, just sort nice. of looking at me and i was like for me that was even really old like it wasn't something we yeah. had very long and, and i remember being like daddy has like an antique you know because <laughs> it was yeah the 70s. so definitely so that's funny well mm-hmm. the last time we were on uh pre-interview we did 20 questions with me and yes. now it's your turn my i'm friend. scared are you are you ready <laughs> i know i'm scared i'm so scared okay so but, don't mm-hmm. be scared so right. these are just glib just just go with it i'll okay? do my i'll do so my rapid fire All and right. then we'll go back through Kay. are you ready i'm ready okay all right, what's your favorite book? Wuthering Heights. Your favorite color? Pink. Your favorite font? Oh, mm. back in the day it was Palatino, uh, which I know that sounds funny that I've had multiples in my life, but let's go, let's still go with Palatino. Yeah. Favorite TV show? Oh, that's hard. I love How I, I Met Your Mother. I love, I, because I have different types of, like just I one. I know, just one. You're you killing me. All right, one. we're going to go with How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> 
favorite Broadway show. This is going to oh, kill you God. more. <laughs> oh, my God. This is a 20-minute conversation. But no, my all-time favorite, though, is The Secret Garden. I even named my child after it. So, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. Your favorite fashion item of the 1980s. Oh. I'm a big off-the-shoulder t-shirt person. I still try and rock yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Your favorite movie? Chances are. Favorite vacation? Mm, my all-time favorite vacation. That's hard because I feel like I'm going to offend people in my life. Um, but <laughs> I had this rockin' trip for spring break um, when I was a junior in high school, or I'm sorry, a junior in college, uh, with my friend Jenny, who you still know, and um, two other friends of ours. And that was my favorite vacation ever. It was awesome. Yeah. All right. What's your favorite iPhone iteration? Oh, there's a good question because you know I have a whole. Um, I really loved the 6S. That was my favorite. Mm. Did mm-hmm. you learn to type with Mavis Beacon? No, I didn't. I taught myself to type. Uh, where in the world is Carmen Sandiego? <gasps> the best TV show ever. Um, but the always in Monte Carlo. <laughs> Where's Waldo? <laughs> Where's Waldo? At the beach. <laughs> Who's your hero? Um, my kids, both of them. They're amazing. They survived your us. Your favorite ice cream? <laughs> your favorite ice cream topping? Peanut butter sauce. If you could go anywhere without restrictions, parentheses, thanks COVID, where would you go? I would go to Italy. What's one thing that can instantly make your day better? My puppy dogs. Have you ever had a celebrity sighting? Yes, I have. I sat next to someone at a Broadway show. <laughs> All right, we'll get back to that. Mm-hmm. What song instantly gets you out on the dance floor? Uh, dynamite. <laughs> like it's dynamite. <laughs> you Why have you never watched The Big Lebowski? Because it's terrible. I watched 10 <laughs> seconds of it. I will try it again sometime because I may have been We're in a mood. We're going to lose followers. But, listen, all, all right, right listen, no, followers. Gotta, <laughs> you got to email me. You got to tell me the deal. You got to call into our anchor line. I'll, I will try it again if we can get a watch party going. Okay? I will try it again. Oh, a watch party. Yes, I will try Yeah. Okay, hold on. I got one more. Okay. And then we'll get back to the Big Lebowski. Mm-hmm. Uh, what phone app do you use the most? Uh... It's tough. Uh, phone app I use the most right now. It's TikTok. Am I allowed to admit that because I'm old? Is that okay? <laughs> yes. I'm watching a lot of TikTok right now. I really. That's okay. That's I okay. I really am. All right, so, so, all right. So go back to the Big Lebowski and you tell the Big Lebowski. Yes. Yeah, so the Big Lebowski. Right. So I'm a big Coen Brothers fan. Like you are. Big Lebowski is a big deal. We could have a watch party. We could do White Russians. Like you know, because mm-hmm. he drinks White Russians all the time. Uh, he's also big into bowling. We could go bowling sometime when restrictions are lifted. Mm-hmm. You know, we could like have a whole thing about the Big Lebowski. I it's I don't need to give movie. up on it. I'm not giving up on it. I just feel like I need to be like the whole hey Jazz, you should really watch this. Just didn't work for me. And like I said, I was in a mood. I will flat out tell you, I was in a mood. Um, but this is a run thing with us we get along so well yeah we have so much in common we have such a good time but when it comes to movies and tv shows we don't align we We just do not we don't and i love you anyway it's i do we don't i do uh so you watch tv to like escape i watch tv to learn i think that's probably the biggest difference well you make me sound like adult like i'm not into learning or something no it's not no it's not a bad thing at all like i i need to shut my brain off i wish i could watch although i have been watching marrying millions have you watched this show no but that sounds right up my alley so (laughs) yeah so we were getting our nails and and i we were getting a pedicure and a manicure you and Kenzie went. We took Kenzie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, yep. yeah mm-hmm. we went like two weeks ago. And uh, Kenzie, like I was like, you got to come with me. Like, let's go. Uh, and it ha- they had it on and we were like just glued to it because it was just like stupid, senseless, like whatever. And it's like a person who has is a millionaire and then they're like dating or marrying somebody who does not come from wealth. Mm-hmm. And it's a very. So for me, like it becomes a sociological. Like, right. 
delve I love into like whatever. Yeah, you would like yes. it lifetime. I, it's a lifetime. Oh, lifetime. Okay, I watch a ridiculous amount of television for someone who has the job and the side hustles that I have. But as you know, mm. I sleep very little. Like I'm like the clear picture of an insomniac. Like you know, so well, I do. I watch also, TV. You to, also buzz through stuff. Like you don't. I do. You don't watch things. No, full, we call it like, Jasmine yeah. Booker style. Yeah, and so this came back from like <laughs> growing up. My grandmother and my mother both watched General Hospital. And so mm-hmm. I learned very early on that you could like record this and then fast forward through the storylines you didn't care about. So I could watch an episode of General Hospital, which runs about like 50 minutes or so, 55 minutes. I could watch it in like eight because I literally would be like, don't care, don't care, oh, don't yeah. care. All right, let me see what's happening with Felicia and whatever. Like, OK, don't care, don't care, don't care. You know, that kind of. So, yeah. So I do kind of scoot through them, but never miss anything. Um, That's funny. Jasmine Booker yeah. style. Yeah. People either love, love it or hate yeah. it. Yeah. But well, I watch like, ridiculous I remember- amount. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in high school or like I, middle school, high school, like during the summers, my sister and I would pick up The Young and the Restless, mm-hmm. and like you never missed a beat. Like oh, an no. entire nine nine months. Had Marlena is still doing something, it. right? Yeah, it's still happening. Victor was still doing it's the thing. Still yes. a thing. I remember when I found out that Jennifer Aniston's dad was on Young and the Restless, and I thought that or no, was that the one he was on? Yeah, Young and the Restless. Was that the one? Oh, he was on? I didn't know that. I, John, John Aniston. I'll look it up. Anyway, yeah. So now I've now I've told all of our listeners are completely in like incorrect thing get or something like that. Machine. The, Google Let's get the Google machine. Yeah. So, um, but it, it like blew my world. I was like, wow, she has a parent, and he also is an actor, and it's a thing. Yeah. Um, but those soap operas are something. Wow. There's so few of them now. So few soap operas. Maybe that's what yeah. podcasts are. Maybe podcasts are just the soap operas of the 2020s. Yeah. Interesting. I'm looking this up now. Mm-hmm. So it is John Aniston, and he was on Days of Our Lives. Oh, it's Days of Our Lives, which was also Marlena. I just said that a minute ago. So that was Marlena, right? What so, a great trivia question. Yes. I feel like that's a great trivia question. How about that? Hmm. Look at that, right? So that was like really interesting. Yes. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah. I'm mixing them all up. But no, that's where that came from. Yeah, no, I come from a long yeah. line of women who watch General Hospital and QVC. <laughs> so we'll see what QVC. happens in my life here. <laughs> yes. Oh, I ordered my first thing for QVC this week. <gasps> what did you get? It's one of those uh, USB um, um, rechargeable in single serve, uh, oh my gosh, blenders. Oh, yes. Out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm excited. It was highly rated on QVC. It was marked down a little bit. We got the orange for Cougar Pride. Nice. Uh, yeah, Derek's been shaking it up a little bit more, so mm-hmm. we got I got that for him. So it hasn't arrived yet, so we'll Excellent. See. Our see friend Cody goes. is a QVCer. He has favorite hosts he, and everything oh, else. Yeah, yeah. He, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. He, does, he knows the times they're on. He does. That In fact, I think it might be like now. Like, yeah, so I might have like, to go. Sunday and Wednesday, I feel Something like. Something like that. Yeah. I don't have QVC, so he invited me over for a watch party. So I might actually have to take him up on that because I don't have it. I used to love to watch the crafting days because then you would see how people used all of the many stuff and things. So maybe that's what, yeah. why my, I'm watching so much television is I don't have QVC to distract me. But yeah, no, yeah. I watch a lot of TV shows. In fact, we should probably, we'll have to post on um, Instagram my, um, my binge list. I have a quarantine binge list I've been working through and I have made a huge amount of progress so we'll have to yeah you finished Mad Men in Mm -hmm. like 12 minutes I finished Mad Men in like over a year I think it took me five weeks yeah I think it took me five (laughs) weeks but it was I was watching um like two to three sometimes four episodes a day and I loved it and I I really did I loved it in fact when you asked me what my favorite tv show was there was a big piece of me that wanted to say Mad Men it was fantastic I know solidly Mad Men is Mm -hmm. my favorite drama for sure I also love a, a show on Netflix called Greenleaf about um, a, a, uh, a large yes. family that runs a church. Um, I find that really, like that high society drama thing is kind of what I love, uh, much going yeah. along with my book love of Wuthering Heights. So yeah, yeah. definitely. So no, we should have asked good. some of these questions from the Jennifer Felzer that we talked to our interview today. I she know, would have had I was just thinking. amazing <laughs> questions. We might have to do that and add to social media uh, when as we are uh, launching this episode. That would be fantastic because she would have great answers to some of these. She would have great answers. She was such a fun interview. Uh, she's very quick, very smart. Uh, she is. Really talented uh, woman uh, who you're friends with more so than I am. Yeah, um, so I was so, thrilled to yeah. introduce you to Jen um, more than just casually. Not only is she a wonderful 
special teacher and a librarian at a school district uh, nearby ours, but um, she is also the chairwoman of the Hershey Area Playhouse. And she, you know, I was really just thrilled to hear her talk about sort of what her leadership style is, and particularly in these challenging times, um, how she's mm-hmm. handling all of this with grace. And um, and we got to talk a little bit about, you know, measured risk and innovation and taking risk at the same time. So very excited and thrilled That's that she so got to spend some time with us. to be, mm-hmm. yeah, to talk to her, right, yeah, to talk to her because of her her being a chairperson of a organization that's all volunteers, mm-hmm. and so seeing that from another perspective, uh, you know, sometimes we kind of got get lost in the weeds of like, you know, feeling like boards are sometimes an antiquated system, but in your circumstance at the Hershey Playhouse, mm-hmm. like you have to have a board in order to have some kind of constitution to the mm-hmm. organization. So it's a really fascinating kind of approach, uh, very different from from what I experience in day to day. So. Yeah, it was, was really fun. great for me good. to sit on the other side of the table listening to her in that way, being being one of those people on that board. It was really wonderful for me. So I, I thank you for being such a great interviewer uh, with her. I, I learned a great deal along the way, too, and I'm super excited for us to share it with our listeners. Hi, Shyla. How's it going? I'm doing great. How are you today, Jasmine? I am wonderful and super excited because we are on location today. We are outside with the birds and the happiness and yeah. some fresh air that we all desperately Thank need. God, right? Yeah. Yes. We're also here with Jen. Mm-hmm. Jen, say your last name for me. Feldzer. Okay, that's what I thought. I was going to put an extra L in there. So I've been called Feldzer. Feldman. Listen, my name's Shyla Ulrich. I completely understand. Shyla Ulrich. <laughs> As my phone says. Yes. That's okay. My phone thinks that my last name is Butcher. There's no T in there. I don't know. Yeah. But we're here with Jen Feldzer, and we're very excited. Um, Jen, could you tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do, and particularly if you could focus a little bit on what you do in nonprofit land? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So I am a school teacher, which is my day job, but the nonprofit land in which I live is the Hershey Playhouse. And I've been with that organization since it started. I think I was the stage crew for the first musical (laughs) that they did that George and I recruited me for. And I've been with the organization ever since in various roles over the years. Stage crew, stage manager, producer, director... You've been in a show. I saw you in a comedy not long ago. I have been in yes. a show. As I could well. use a comedy now. Could you do do a one woman show right now? Yes, absolutely. Every day of my life is a one woman show. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. Well, and these are interesting times. These are interesting yeah. times to be the chair of of a nonprofit organization. Yeah. To have the board interaction that you have, um, and to be sort of revisioning where we go to next in the time of COVID, because this is not the easiest time for any organization, let alone for an arts organization. Yeah, yeah. for theater in general. I mean, we were pretty lucky. When we had to shut down, unfortunately, it was in March and we didn't have a spring show planned this mm-hmm. year. It just happened to do that way. So we did have to cancel a couple events, but we are on the idea that we're postponing them and mm-hmm. not canceling them. Which they is will, awesome. We will come back around and, and get all those in. The camps have been a little tricky. We do theater mm-hmm. camps and we moved some of them online. We were supposed to start one this Monday at the Hershey Gardens, but with the new mask mandate we Mm -hmm. thought it was going to be too tricky to require kids to do that in pennsylvania heat yeah so we just said we'll do it again next summer we'll see you soon it's a fine line though right it's 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 this weighing and this constant reweighing of what's the best thing to do right like we all we all want to want to keep the education going and the opportunities going and of course you know have a great time outside doing theater but maybe just now is not the time Yeah. yeah it's it's the safety versus the Mm-hmm. the results or the liability really and that's what it comes down to and the reopening of schools thing is is weighing that as well but we're doing that on all sorts of levels in terms of what theater content we're going to provide our patrons mm-hmm. we're looking into different ways and if you've been quarantining like you should have for the last couple months you've inevitably gone online and found content so we know that the arts are important so we're going to find a way to get art to our patrons yeah, definitely. this has definitely put a magnifying glass. We talk about this, I think, every week of like the the good and the bad of you know what has happened, and I think it has given us a renewed interest in art mm-hmm. in some ways. That you know we we can't just take content and not and not appreciate and and value the person who's behind all of that. So, how do you handle that as a as a chairperson of an organization who's putting out material and like you know, kind of balancing all of that and like figuring out ways to like expose people who have talent during something like this have you guys done anything online 
with like cast members, that kind of stuff? We have, yes. I mean, first thing, I'm not a one-woman show in terms of being the chairperson. I have a tremendous uh, set of board members (laughs) (laughs) who um, are all experts in their field. You know, my wheelhouse is one thing, but their wheelhouse is something else. So Mm -hmm. we we talk a lot about, you know, what we want to do, what we want to see. And there was a meeting of the minds, basically, of all the local theater heads a couple of months ago as to what they were doing in terms of precautions, Mm -hmm. what they were trying to do with online content. So we moved our theater camps online, like I said, but also we're trying to do just some other things online. Mm -hmm. We are going to have some trivia sometime mm-hmm. soon which Jasmine is, is expert at but we're gonna because you know I love to be a game show host oh, yeah. So, yeah, so the, uh, the great wheel of trivia yeah. uh, Broadway yeah, roulette and whatnot is gonna gonna nice. go online which will be like fun yeah. uh, but and you also did something really interesting which is that you've put out to the community to say are you interested in directing here's some parameters you know stick with a really small cast uh, under 10 people um, you know think about things that can be streamed online um, one of the things I love about it too is that you know you, you called attention to the business side of things, which is that we want to make sure that we are, you know, taking care of our artist mm-hmm. friends and making sure that we're streaming what we should with their permission. But you, rather than saying, hey, we're going to develop all this content and put out what it is, you really said to the community at large, hey, what do you have an interest in? Which oh, is yeah. which is really a different way, um, but it's pretty consistent with the model of the Hershey Playhouse. Well, we've done it before. When it was our 20th anniversary season, we put out to the community a director's choice. And they had to fill out a form of like what show they wanted to come direct and present to the artistic committee, like what their vision was and why the show would be a great fit for our playhouse. Because our theater is very unique for many reasons, but it's got a three-quarter thrust stage. It's not a regular proscenium like you see in mm-hmm. regular auditoriums. So there are some shows that would be awesome there. And then there's some shows that don't quite fit there. So mm-hmm. we did an entire season of that. In fact, we had so many positive responses. We had to shuffle some of the shows into this past season, which will now live on into 2021. We'll on further. Yeah. yeah. So, so did you find new people in this? Like, or, or was it kind of, you know, the theater community is kind of small, right? Like not small. Well, in that, yes like and no. Yeah. You know, transient from like one yeah. theater to another, depending on what the show is. Right. So we had some people who've been with our community theater for other shows be like, oh my God, yes, I've always wanted to do this show. Yeah. Or we did have some other people come out and say, hey, I've always wanted to do this show. I'm glad yeah. your theater's offering that. So the offer for people to find smaller shows is very unique. This is one of the positive things of, of mm-hmm. being in this situation is that you don't have to worry about budget. Like, we're not putting out any money for this in the same regard that we'd be putting out money for, like, our big summer musical. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, we still pay for the rights to do the show right. that's mm-hmm. chosen, but we don't have to worry about set. These people, if they want to, can do it in their homes. They can do it in their backyards. Mm-hmm. We even talked about using the Playhouse space, but then just, like, streaming it mm-hmm. with video cameras. So, there's different mm-hmm. possibilities here, and normally we don't pick small shows because the idea of our theater is that we want to... more The more the merrier, right? Yeah. We want to... So, it's kind of the opposite of thinking... Yes. That is the piece that, like, when I eventually can get past the depression of not having theater the way that it is, and, and you guys both know I'm, I'm really struggling. I'm, I'm having a hard time because that interaction with students is so much more than just the performance. Absolutely. But when yeah. I can get past it or the moments that I can and the pockets I can, these opportunities we have that we don't normally have should be embraced and celebrated and how great that is. When the message went out about saying to the community, hey, do you have an interest in something? I had a student um, contact me who uh-huh. was just, she just wrote a play for the Hershey area. Mm-hmm. Uh, Apollo Awards yeah. for the Apollo Awards and yeah. she was nominated for Best Playwright and we did like a, an online reading of it and she said Mrs. Booker I told you that I put that away for a while but I think this might be a good idea for us to come forward and she said would you support me in doing so and would would you support doing that and I said I think it would be a great thing to do I said yeah I think we can talk and we'll fill it out and I told her I was going to see you tonight and yes. we mention it and, <laughs> and it's a good piece and so I think there is opportunity yeah. here how great would that be to be able to shine some light on some young playwrights and how how life-changing that can be. Yeah. Right? Well, I could attest to that firsthand because that's where I saw my play done for the first time that I'd written mm-hmm. in college, and it went to the Kenny Center College Theater Festival. It won Best Play there, which was awesome, and I got to see it as a stage reading, but mm-hmm. then I brought it back to the Playhouse and said, listen, I'm going to do this for you as a fundraiser. Like, I'll direct mm-hmm. it. I'll yeah. cast it. I never directed a play in my <laughs> life. I was like, I'm going to do this. Oh, it seems so easy. <laughs> it seems so easy. And it did very well. I mean, people really responded to it, ended up doing like an encore of it a few months later just to bring some funds in. But that's the cool thing about a community theater is we can mm-hmm. do things that, you know, professional mm-hmm. theaters can't. And in terms of other content besides, you know, um, 
community members offering stuff. We're going to try and do some workshops, you know, mm. to make sure that we're mm-hmm. still doing that education piece, which, which is really important to our us. students. Yeah. But I also want to pursue trying to tie in uh, a connection to Broadway since Broadway mm-hmm. is shut down and all those performers mm-hmm. need, need a little work. Um, I'm hoping to try and put together some workshops with people from that profession mm-hmm. Or those, you know, professionals, and to have them speak, and not just actors, but like people in the costuming mm-hmm. world, and and oh, to yeah. maybe that'd be incredible. Yeah. One of the yeah. great yeah. things, Jen, I think, watching you be chair of at the Playhouse is you don't come from just a strictly playwriting or performing stance. You really do come from a backstage production side of things, which is a, is a part of um, of theater that, like you said, so many people come to the board with their different expertise, whether it's the business side mm-hmm. of it or you know, because there is more than just what happens on the stage, and in fact, without all of those things you can't have right. what happens on the stage weird right how that works. i know it's amazing <laughs> i know it's crazy but but really it is it is a light bulb sometimes when you remind yeah. people of that you know what's it like to be chair of the board of, of a theater when that is often the perception that often the perception is that it comes from the front of the house and you're you're you do that as well but that's not your mm-hmm. primary i think that's probably not your primary theater passion i don't know it's uh well it's the same as my day job as being a teacher you know all those stereotypes that you hear about teachers like oh you get summers off and oh you just you know spend time with kids all day like there's so much more to it that people who are not mm-hmm. in it realize so uh this is my fourth year as chair thanks for that she was like i don't have to be and we were like yes you do yeah, yeah. and so i was you're never, not done yet and i was never somebody who was like i want to be in charge you know yeah. i'm i'm more like like you said like the backstage like mm-hmm. i'm the grunt like i will get in there and i will get my you're a doer mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> and so it's it's finding that balance of the artistic piece like yes we want to showcase all of these wonderful things but also we got to make a little money so when i did uh one of the risks that i took before i was <laughs> the chair but on the board was doing the v-day shows which Uh is um through the plays of eve ensler she brings a lot of attention to women Uh and Mm -hmm. the plays are done without needing to purchase the rights if you do them like in a certain window but part of the stipulation is that you have to give some of the money to charity Mm -hmm. so that was my way of saying not only are these pieces important but we can also do a little good for other people in the community sure and Mm -hmm. you know when they said you know we want you to be chair i'm like no that's not a good idea that's not my thing like I don't know how to read like a balance sheet like let me just go back and like clean something or put on a show like let me do something for the playhouse some other way so I lost the train of thought with your original yeah. question. Wait, no, that's right. Just, just of, of being the doer who becomes the chair, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and it does, because it's, when you do a good job, you get more. That's motto number You're seven. doing great, yeah. so here's more work yeah. to do. That is yeah. motto number 8,000. One of my friends actually took over as chair this year for the Karen Cupboard, and she's like, why can't I just speak like a human being when I'm in board <laughs> meetings? Like, she's like, I hate the, like, I don't even know what I'm supposed to be doing. And I was like, listen, yeah. people I know have been on boards for 30 years and they still don't know the mm-hmm. flow of, like, you know, when do you ask for a motion and when do you oh, ask yeah, for I'm a terrible second? Oh, yeah, I'm terrible We help you talk. What do I do yeah. now? Yeah, yeah exactly. So, so it, there's a little in the weeds stuff that's like, oh, yeah. ugh, process, but it's obviously there for a reason, yeah. right? And, like, you know, we To keep about- order and to keep, and so exactly. you can keep track of what it, it's interesting because I'm newly the secretary this year, <laughs> and so, and I am such a, like, you know, I, I am a very linear person, not that I can't get off of that, but I, I just like there to be a structure or a backbone. And I think yes. that's actually one of the things that works really great about the board at the Playhouse is that everybody does bring their different pieces to it, yeah. which is which is awesome. Now, yeah. do you have a, an ED there? Is there a paid staff there? Or no. no? no. Okay, so there's We're a little bit volunteers. of a difference. all volunteers. Yeah, <laughs> there's a little bit of a difference. Because, you know, sometimes I think, you know, me and I have a bunch of ED friends, There, there is a, an element of feeling like boards can be a little antiquated in terms of, like, the reporting mechanism of it, right? So my board... Uh, and, and boards can take all kinds of shapes, right? Mm-hmm. Like they can take shapes of being the financial motivation behind an organization. They can be the worker bees. They can be policy driven. You know, there's a lot of ways that a board can kind of manifest itself in terms mm-hmm. of action, right? And so sometimes it can get a little daunting, but it's interesting that you are a chair of a board that's all volunteers. Like that's mm-hmm. going to be a very different aspect than a person that's re- unreportable to a board that sometimes has no idea what my day to day looks like. Right. 
And I th it's, it's funny. So in my perspective of looking at the two of you, you're the executive director and then there's a board that you then report to, but right. you're the day in, day out. You right. know everything going on. Yeah. Jen is the chair of a board and I can tell you, and I was wearing a Bible, that Jen knows the ins and outs, the operations, the everything yeah. else more than anybody else does. Everybody yeah. is reporting it to her right. um, in, a, in an almost <laughs> exhaustive manner, which yeah. has been Many, part, part of what we were hoping to make a slight difference to. And then COVID happened. Yeah. So like yeah. kind of a deal. So yeah. it, it is interesting how those different boards. Jen, I'd be interested to know if you feel that being a female chair has had any bearing at all on your your chair. Can I slide a, another oh, question I'm into sorry. that? Yeah. What, yeah. what does your your age and gender? There you go. There, there you go. go. Yeah, it's so. not just the gender thing. Yeah. So I was the youngest person on the board for many years by a couple of decades. Mm -hmm. And so I was always looked at like, oh, look at the little one down there uh -huh. with her big ideas. Yeah. And, but then I would be like, no, I'm going to go do this right. and show you that it works. So having been there for so long, I think people are like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. like you now know kind of what you're right. talking about. But there would there have been uh, members on that board in the past who like have treated me a certain way because Mm -hmm. of my age or because of sure. my gender. Mm -hmm. But then I've gotten the other side of it where like, oh my God, you're young, you've got energy. Mm -hmm. You're gonna yeah. get in and you're gonna do this. Yeah. And ultimately, um, our it lives was... weirdly do parallel. Yeah. They do, they do. You know, and and it's just an interesting. I don't ask that question about gender because I want to spark something, but because no, I think no, I think everyone's age, yeah. gender, identity of, of all of you, mm -hmm. it has an effect on who we are and, yeah. and what we bring to the table. But it's interesting. I like being underestimated mm -hmm. because then it's the it's the scrappy it's the fire yeah. it's like, it like I'm gonna go up. prove yeah, you yeah. wrong you know, kind of thing. maybe it's the only child syndrome this like, I understand I'm yeah, gonna go I do know. this thing but having been on the board for so long and seeing so much of it, it it's it's I'm getting better at the delegating I don't want to be a dictator like you will go do this thing be like hey I think we need to do mm -hmm. this how can we how can you, Jasmine, mm -hmm. as a marketing person, do this? And how can I help you? Like, yeah. I don't want to just, like, issue orders. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We discuss them as a group. We're like, okay, this is a good idea. Who needs to help to do that? Mm -hmm. uh, because for so long on the board, and, and very well-intended people, it was a lot of, yeah, we should do something like that. Or, yeah, we could. Well, but, but as a volunteer organization, yeah, right. there can't really be a consequence to it. Or, yeah. like, an accountability is very hard. Yeah. And, and people's yeah. jobs legitimately right. get to exactly. be a lot. It's, it's, not, a, it's yeah. not a cut to anybody it's just yeah no. you, you have good intentions you, those are those are always really well right. intended but then it's yeah it can always always come to fruition which is that's a challenge it is it's a big it challenge. is yeah but sure. uh still accomplishes great things at the at the, the playhouse we've done so. a lot since at least you have joined but we were i i yeah. can't even imagine i mean like i i think about how much has been accomplished and then i always have the list you know me i always have a list of the things i wish we could do even more of oh, or whatever yes. but then i'm like yeah. wait no we did launch a new website and oh wait we do have it <laughs> You know, like, yeah. oh, no, we are. We have a new yeah, email system. We have successes in the back of Right, the which is really tough and hard. Yeah, you know? so do you work on board cultivation and, like, board replacement, member replacement, that kind of stuff? And, and do you – how do you go about that? Like, is there an approach that you take or is there, like, you look around the board and you say, okay, we're missing X thing, so we should probably try to find someone who can fulfill that role? Or do you just know, like – intuitively just because you've been around for so long this person would be good for this role or be a part of the board that kind of thing it's the first thing okay. so when i when i got the gig the first day i think it was like january 2nd or whatever i <laughs> scheduled meetings with every it was monumental uh -huh. it was it? Day, yeah. i don't even know if it was january 2nd but whatever day it was i scheduled which would coincidentally be the day that the penance of our dear friend kevin began on january 2nd oh, no. don't forget listeners we will tell you why he's on penance during the uh final concluding episode of this season so hang episode on friend 20. episode you're 20 you there. will find out why he's on penance i know i'm sorry january Some 2nd is just a thing. it is I'm sorry I brought up January 2nd, but I don't know what day it was, but I scheduled a day. I was down at the Cocoa Beanery and I scheduled like a half hour meeting with every single board member. And at the mm -hmm. time that I took over, there was like, I'm going to say around like 16 board members. Okay. And just because of life, mm -hmm. you can't get all those people in a room at one time. Not so at all. Yeah. I met with them all and said, hey, what do you still want to do on the board? And what do you want to do? Like fundraising? Do you want to do marketing? Like mm -hmm. find a whole, because there were so many people there mm -hmm. that they were just kind of voices and they didn't have like any like any particular purpose mm -hmm. some of them like some of them were the treasurer some of them mm -hmm. were the, the secretary but others just were kind of there to lend expertise but I wanted to get like clear definitions and at the end of that day I was down to like maybe nine board members who mm -hmm. were like you know what I don't want to do anything extra 
I'm I'm out. Yeah. And so it wasn't starting from scratch, but it was starting with a smaller group of people and saying, okay, what do we need? We need yeah. somebody who understands finance. We need a marketing person. We need help in our IT. We need somebody who can help with like, just like the day-to-day maintenance. And we have a, a tremendous guy who does that. Like, um, mm-hmm. I don't know how long he's been doing it and, and heaven help us all if something happens to that man because yeah. <laughs> he knows uh-huh. probably just as much, if not more, about the Playhouse and than cares. I do. And cares and is, oh, is yes. fantastic. He's so, there yeah. more than I am, which is saying something. Mm-hmm. So we looked for uh, recently uh, somebody with a legal background just because, not just mm-hmm. because of the COVID situation, but just because... It was actually before that. Uh, yeah. Before that. And and just definitely because we felt that that was a voice that we were missing. And, yeah. We you know, make sure we weren't doing anything Well, you know, and, and we we've, we do really do strive to stay on the licensing side of things. And, and thankfully, we sort of have, you know, Rosemary can answer a lot of those questions. And, and we're thrilled mm-hmm. to have her answer those questions for us. But but just all around, you know, you want to make sure that you're yeah, legally following absolutely. what you should. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and what a gift that was that you were able to provide the board members to say, here's the direction we're going but then Mm -hmm. for them to reciprocate and say I'm not ready for that commitment. I'm going to let this go so that you can bring in people who are willing yeah, to work. Yeah, that's, that's something I yeah. struggle with. Not struggle isn't the right word because I always try to make sure that our volunteers who are usually very, very passionate parents who stay on longer <laughs> than their kids are there, but you know that life, there's a nutrition to these things. Yeah. You know that even if they stand, you know, and, and how to gracefully let people know that you appreciate them, but you understand when their life yeah. vision changes it, oh, yeah. and that maybe they can still love us, but not have to be there all the yeah. time. And that's, I, I struggle a little bit with that um that transition because i think yes. people sometimes feel like they can't leave something unless it's bad <laughs> you're right. like no honestly yeah. you can't well we have we have two mm-hmm. ladies who are our volunteer chairs and they're mm-hmm. our thelma and louise and they are there for every show <laughs> mm-hmm. i do i call them thelma and yeah. louise. I love it. um but don't travel with them because I would, that'd be intense. (laughs) Yeah. So, but they are there for every show and they like rebuilt our volunteer base, like for ushers, for box office. When they took over, I told them you're starting from scratch. Like Mm -hmm. we don't have anybody. And just from knowing people in the community, they have like over a hundred volunteers. But when it came to this shutdown and everything, they surveyed the patrons. They said, listen, we love the Playhouse but we don't feel comfortable coming back yet. And you can't fault anybody no. for no, that. No, no, no. Especially all, volunteers oh gosh, who have to be yeah. the first line at the door. Correct. I mean, it's fair. And we yeah. were kind of like, we, we still didn't quite know where we were going with the productions. Yeah. And, and we just, we were very careful because we didn't want to jump too fast in any direction. And we didn't really feel like we needed to. Like, there wasn't yeah. that need. But either way, we were respectful of where they were. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and I'm very open to hearing from our volunteers and our chairs and our, um, our patrons in general. And whenever we get feedback and never really gets back to me either through the volunteers or through oh, sure. yeah. board members. Whatever feedback that may be. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Thank you for that feedback. Uh-huh, yes. Mm-hmm. yes. yes. Uh, no, we cannot do Hamilton on this stage, but thank you so much for the suggestion. No, we also cannot do Wicked, but again, we thank you. Yeah. It's the fly space right now. It's, it's the fly space. <laughs> oh, I would kill for fly space. So being in this parallel land, um, I can't help but think as we're sitting here, What's your succession planning look like? Because I know I don't have one, and like I get hit by a bus tomorrow, and God help us all. I don't know. Like, Ditto. That's Derek's that's what it have is. To take over. <laughs> Friends, this does not make me happy. Yes. As the one who knows all your code words, your pastimes, yes. your whatever else. Should I tell the techie I have like a password Excel spreadsheet on my computer just in case? <laughs> yeah. I hear you probably should tell somebody something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. My it, dad has them on a piece of paper in his wallet. I'm like, no, maybe oh. not, Dad. But He's so precious. I have I'm, a shared document with Kenzie. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. If, if I die, here's the, all yeah. my passwords to everything you need to know. Which is I mean, true. I have a giant yeah. binder with all the policies in it, and they're all online now. Yes. Online now. Yes, yeah. Uh, but in that giant binder are just everything and yeah. and my to-do list is on the computer so somebody can take that if somebody wants the to-do list yeah. of what we need. but even just the thought of like okay so something doesn't happen and you know you're looking at in two and a half years when your your time is up like when do you know it's time to go when do you know that you have finished what you <laughs> Jen's smiling in a way that has me a little disconcerted <laughs> she, has a, she has a like a, a list yeah. of like she's just pulling off every month she only has what like, yeah she only has 29 more months left, months left something or something. like that um yeah. uh, well, at the end of the second term, hopefully the playhouse is still in a good place that if I do mm-hmm. end up exiting that I'm not going to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Like I, I have to exit the board for a year that's in the... I was going to say, there, there's an interesting piece in our bylaws that mm-hmm. after two terms on the board, you have to have at least one year off. Okay. Yeah, just to um, keep the right. board fresh and to not have any like complacency and, mm-hmm. and stale ideas. 
but I'm not going to go anywhere. Like, that's my second mm-hmm. home. Like, I've literally slept in that building. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going to still be doing things for the Playhouse, just in another form yeah. with mm-hmm. a different title. Because yeah. it's an all-volunteer organization, the directors, the actors, the, everyone is, is, a, is a volunteer from the lights on down to the floor. I mean, everything yeah. is... People tend to not go, go. They just change responsibilities sure. kind of a piece. Yeah. Yeah. We do live in an interesting area, though. You were talking much earlier in this episode about how, like, the theater exchange almost, <laughs> like, it's the same people who <laughs> travel to different theaters based on shows. We don't have theater education in, in the classroom right. here in Pennsylvania, like many yeah. states have. And yeah. because of, I have a theory that, that, that because of that, we have an extremely strong community theater programs yeah. in this area. And we have all different types of community theaters. No one is exactly like the Playhouse, yeah. and no one is exactly exactly like the other organizations or areas. Yeah. And that actually provides a lot of variety of experience for the young people, the old people, the everything in between <laughs> in, in our area. And so um, so people just sort of tend to do different types of projects. So you won't be going anywhere. You'll just be doing yeah. a different kind of project yeah. right here in, in the place oh, that yeah. you love. Yeah. So. I mean, I'm one of the teachers mm-hmm. in the theater academy. So we teach year-round classes, typically, mm-hmm. <laughs> at various times of the year. And I do... Not just education with that, but I'll, I'll write shows for the kids to perform. Mm-hmm. I might be running the lights or, mm-hmm. or you know, helping with costumes. It's, mm-hmm. It is pretty much what you see in, like, any high school yeah. drama show program. All hands yeah. on deck doing yeah. what's needed, and Absolutely. it somehow all works everything. out. So, yeah, which is always a land of lots of opportunity and also a lot of, like, who's going to do what? Yes. You know? <laughs> a little bit of angst. So yeah. speaking of who's going to do what and when, I can't help but notice that we have three bottles, uh. of baby <laughs> bottles, three little shot baby three. bottles, a fireball yes. sitting in front of us because in doing our pre-production research with uh, Jen, um, we learned she's never tried fireball. Um, drink, Captain. How do you feel about this? I, I, I'm, I'm aghast, but um, I think we should drink to Fireball Virgin. Is now the time? Oh, Now's the Fireball. Time. Oh, I gotta drink. open my little bottle. This is okay. You ready? Okay. Cap. I'm good with the cap. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, friends. All right. Let's see here. Oh, that always is a little sting to it. Yeah. All right. So oh. she only drank uh, like two sips. Oh. Ugh. Yes. <laughs> and uh, not your fan. Oh, she's going to chase it with a little yeah. bit of, is that soda there? Is that Coke? She's yeah. chasing it with a little bit of Coke down here to, uh. <laughs> oh, not a little bit. Oh, a whole <laughs> so She did it in a Hamilton shot glass. I did. She did, because she has not thrown away her shot. Which is amazing, mm-hmm. but she really is actually throwing away her shot, because that did not actually Okay, this down. is the peer pressure we tell our students not to give into. <laughs> Listen, here at Coffee Beans and Booze, we're adults, and we know that I'm not sure that peer pressure has ever had more of a part in my life since I've been in my 40s. I am telling you. <laughs> you are also not the first two ladies to just hand me a bottle and be like, drink this. Drink this, right? What does that say? I don't know. Well done, drink yeah. captain. So drink captain has finished hers. I have a little oh tiny bit does. left in yes, mine. you did. Because right, it's, little, it's the little neck. So it's she okay, has this theory, Jen, that. that because it has this baby-sized neck that I can't drink it all down in one sip. So, so this is the baby. She doesn't actually open her her gullet enough like, that's the problem you're not an anaconda she, yeah, apparently she that's to, like, it sip it a little i try to like sip it and yeah. she's like get it down no yes yeah. no in all seriousness though peer pressure has been much more a part of my life at this stage of my life than it ever was before i don't know i think it's just because i have given up to my friends i'm like i need guidance what do i do well, we do kind of hang out with some younger people right? we do but, yeah. yeah the average age of my friends is definitely um some around 33 34 um, and I, I realized this Which years ago. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so some of my very best friends all, like, fall in that land of life. Um, yeah. And I just happen to it's love okay. those people. So no, it fine. keeps me young. It's Hopefully. the cinnamon in it, too, it's, that it's made it a little You'd handed me rum. Gone. Okay, Ram. All right. All right. Now we know. Well, the next time we are together, we will do so. So, yeah. So, well, before we go, though, Jen, as you know, because you are a faithful listener of the Coffee Beans and Booze, yes. I can't talk now. Like, Maybe um, just drink more. Then whoa, drink till you're sober. Uh, drink till I'm sober. Great, great. <laughs> Such Public good advice. Public service announcement. Public service announcement right there. Okay. Yes. But we end every episode with the same three questions. Yeah. The first of which is, since I represent the coffee beans in this relationship, what is your favorite coffee beverage of choice? So the only way I drink coffee is in tiramisu. Oh, oh yes. Because oh, I, I don't drink coffee. That's okay. You eat it in tiramisu, uh, which is a bomb. The tiramisu cake. I, you had, I was birthday. just going to say for your birthday, she had this incredible, so truly good friends share their birthday cake with you and she shared her delicious birthday cake with me that was early i've had Mm -hmm. like a cup of coffee when i tried it in high school Mm -hmm. and i was like no it's not my thing and i had one i can tell you i've had three um when i was at a teacher induction or 
teacher in service. It was so boring. I was falling asleep. And I was like, <laughs> I, I need, need to go get coffee just to stay awake. And yeah. the third was when the day the Tomato Pie Cafe turned into Luke's for Gilmore Girls Day. Yes. And I was like, I don't drink coffee, but I'm going just to get the yes. mug. That See, you don't, you don't know this, Shyla, but we have this incredible love. You know I love Gilmore Girls. Well, yeah. so does Jen. And yeah. so we, she knows it will instantly get my attention when she's like, dear Lorelai. And then she signs it, this. other Lorelai. And it's it's our thing, and I love it. I One of my greatest regrets in life, and you know I don't live with a lot of regrets. No. I, I live life every day to its best celebratory fullest. Um, one of them is, though, that I did not just take off work and go with you to the tomato pie when yeah. it became Luke's Cafe. I right was now. late to work. I was late to school. Yeah. I texted my principal. I was like, listen, I'm in line for coffee this will never happen again yeah. <laughs> the way it goes right that's the way it goes yeah that's really funny so um my question to you is uh what's your favorite adult beverage or booze for booze it would have to have rum in it mm. um i was stage crewing stage crewing stage managing after my fireball that's totally work that's that's mm. working <laughs> um one particular summer it was a very difficult show and i had this wonderful group of kids who were my crew that i brought along and the show was not going well so they brought me an iced tea bottle because they were all underage uh-huh. of, of like Captain Jack Sparrow and all the characters from Pirates of the Caribbean because that had just come out. And they're like, this is the best rum we could get you, Captain. Oh, so, that's sweet. That's adorable. I, I do like the rum because it's always gone and that's my fault. Um, <laughs> I do also like the occasional whiskey and Coke. Okay. okay. All right. What kind of whiskey do you like? Uh, Jameson. All right. But I do have a bottle in there that says Writer's Tears. For when I can't, yeah. can't when you got some block, <laughs> when I can't do it, the block, the block is rough. Yes, right. absolutely. And do you have a, a, a preferred rum brand? Captain, Captain. Mm-hmm. After my one of my college roommates, her name was Morgan. Okay, so we called her Captain, and uh, that's all I can drink. Yeah, very nice. These are my good always wants the cheapest rum. Yeah, which is so gross to me. I'm not actually a rum drinker. I will drink it. No, I like a good rum I, diet. You know, that's my. I, I like a good rum you know, diet. It's fine, but you yeah, know, whatever. So our last question, I'm going to punt here to Jasmine. Uh, we ask all of our guests. It, it kind of captures who we are and the essence of why we're doing what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so take it away. Absolutely. So Jen, what is your passion? Stories. Just connecting stories with people. I mean, my day job. I'm a librarian in the mm-hmm. school, so literally my job every day is to mm-hmm. find kids' stories of characters that they will love or characters that are like them. And with the Playhouse, it's to find stories that would bring laughter to the community or make them think a little more or just mm-hmm. let them escape for a little while. Mm-hmm. And you are a great storyteller, which I believe comes from the great aunt experiences that you have. They Ooh. give you great stories to tell. <laughs> they do. Well, uh, being an only child, I was left to entertain mm-hmm. myself in the 80s. Mm-hmm. I understand this. So, yes. It's my parents' fault. It yeah. is. Let's play their parents, of which you have yes. two incredible ones, I for did. sure, for sure. So, well, thank you, yes, Jen. this was incredible. It was wonderful. It's beautiful, uh, your little mm-hmm. cozy little uh, shanty here. I know. The, I like to call it the cottage. Yeah. It really is. If there was any home on earth that I had to pick for you, this would be the perfect one. It really yeah. is. And you've made us feel so welcome. So, yes. thank you very much for letting coffee beans and booze on the road come yeah. here. We really yeah. appreciate it. So, You're welcome. Thank, thank you. you. Come again. <laughs> Thanks for listening. I'm Shyla. And I'm Jasmine. And we're thriving in a small town. It's Kevin and Jasmine and drunk Shyla.